go and get this screen pulled up from this. So I'm ready for the questions. Okay. Climb blog. I am here today with a great host, Dr. Charles Oglesby of Mr. Todd Capital. That's the company. It's uh, Todd Capital. And today we're talking about how to enjoy an investment club. Many times you guys are asking the questions, you know, what about lending club? What about this? How can I get in the stocks? Here is a perfect example of a guest who can help you guys on that journey. How are you doing today, Mr. Charles? Man, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. So uh, where are you located at? Well, um, I actually live in Southern California. Um, I work in the Newport Beach, Irvine area. So, um, yeah, Southern California. Uh, yeah, I have a few clients, that are, but they're in San Bernardino and Concord. So I don't know how close that far that is. I know San Bernardino. I actually went to undergrad okay. school at Cal State San Bernardino. So um, I know the area pretty well. I was there for about four or five years. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so I brought you on the show because... A lot of times people ask me about investment clubs, and can you give them a little bit of your background so they know, okay, this is the man to listen to on finance. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I said, I went to school at Cal State San Bernardino. There, I got a degree in finance, and I did pretty well in my finance classes, and I decided that I wanted to then go into financial advising. Um, keep in mind, this is around like 2008, 2009. It wasn't exactly the best time to be out there trying to get people into the stock market, or so they thought. And so what I dealt with was um, I ended up getting my Series Series 7 license, licensed securities broker, all that good stuff. And um, you're out there and you're soliciting your practice, you're trying to bring in people. And what you'll find is that a lot of these firms, they want to deal with people who have multiple six-figure accounts. And that's great. But what I was realizing is I wasn't really able to help people that look like me. And so I've realized that let me figure out a way to tailor what I'm doing and the knowledge that I have to help my people because I think that um, a lot of times we get left out. And I mean, this isn't the first firm that I've worked for that it seems like we don't really go after African-American investors and owners. And so when I was when I left uh, Edward Jones, ended up going and working for JPMorgan Chase at the private bank. And the tri private bank is even more exclusive. And so there we're dealing with people who have either $250,000 in assets or above. And so um, the problem is, is that you don't get to $250,000 in assets without investing, without saving. And what we found is without working in a group. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely had some experience working in the markets. I've, I've had mentors. I've read a ton of books. I've, I have the education from there. I went to law school, so I have a JD as well. I'm in the process of going back to school for my MBA. So, Man, you're, you're doing it. I have a, a friend, he's African, and he's actually at, uh, getting his MBA and his medical doctor wow. degree right there at the wow. UCLA. And I'm like, you're too African. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a sweet guy, sweet guy, though. I think that's uh, awesome. A funny thing is, uh, people on the show know that I went to East Carolina University at a business, and, a, and I specialized in finance because we had a really cool teacher mm -hmm. who taught us. He said, listen, you go to my next class. I'm going to show you how to, how to buy stocks. I'm going to show you how to buy a house. I'm going to do all this stuff. A deep level personal finance class. And he got us into stocks. But, you know, some of the people in class, he was just showing us penny stocks as an example. And there were some guys who, like, lost their shirt and were like, I'm mm -hmm. so mad with them. And he was like, 
I was only showing you penny stocks, for example. Mm-hmm. I wanted you guys to move to this part of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, finance, a little bit more knowledgeable finance. So uh, 2008 probably was very hard. One of my internships was at Edward Jones, but I was the front office lady. I wasn't the cool people in the back learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love that you're, you're reaching out to people of all levels because, honestly, when I talk about, uh, you know, starting with 25, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. people think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think right now we're in a, a space, a platform where you can go on Robinhood app, no commissions, you can use E-Trade, you can use, you know, you name it, you can use it. Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the levels mm-hmm. for your for your company, your investment firm, well, that people can start at? Um, we have multiple tiers. We have a $25 tier, we have a $100 tier, and then we have a $1,000 tier. And um, in the beginning, we actually started out at just the $1,000. And we realized, like, hey, people don't just have $1,000 sitting there that they want to throw into the stock market or into real estate right now. And so I kind of took a step back and I realized like people might not have a thousand, but they have a hundred. And so we can use those $100 payments to get them to 1000 eventually. And then after seeing that, I wanted to actually get exposure to even more people. And so then we took that $100 payment and we broke it down to $25 payments. And so now people can invest in what we call the light version, which is $25 a month. And then we also have the kids version, which is the same $25 a month. Um, and what I one thing that you kind of were saying is that like, yeah, you can start at a small level, but what we've really seen is when you invest on a small level with other people, then you really enhance your power. And so what I'm kind of trying to promote is always this idea of group economics, this group of this idea of working together. And so we can bring everybody says, Oh, well, I don't have enough money to invest. Well, you might not have enough money to invest, but your community has enough money to invest. Your community has enough money to buy that real estate and develop that real estate or acquire this company. And so that's what I'm trying to get us to. Like the stock market for us is the beginning. And now we're looking at, I told people, I was like, we're going to buy a Wingstop franchise. And so then you have this Wingstop franchise that's owned by 100 people, but you've created five or 10 jobs in your community. Instead of going and begging and trying to get somebody else to hire you, you're doing the hiring. And so then you start bringing in massive returns. And so I always tell people like the stock market, a lot of times is investing at the end of the food chain. You're investing after the CEO has been paid, the employees have been paid, the preferred shareholders have been paid, and it's great to do that, but there's so many other levels of investing that we're trying to get people to go to. The stock market really is just the vehicle that we're using to get people in that mindset, that ownership mindset. And so I told somebody today because, I mean, you start doing what we do, and the way I invest is I tend to take a value approach. And so I try to find something that's undervalued. And I'm, when you do that, when you find that undervalued asset, you have so many people who can tell you why it's undervalued. And so they don't see the potential upside. And so you're constantly fighting an uphill battle. But I told somebody, like, at the end of the day, we're owners. So, like, Snapchat comes with a new feature, we benefit. Under comes with a new shoe, we benefit. Before, we're just consumers. Now we own what they're creating. And I think that's so awesome. Like, no matter how you get there, no matter how you slice it, like, we're doing great stuff. So, I mean, there's multiple tiers you can get there anyway, but I always tell people, like, don't stay at $25. Start with $25 because you can't get to wealth in small numbers. You get to wealth in the larger increments of numbers. Once we get you to the $100 amount, then we get you to continue to contribute on a consistent basis. But don't start small and stay small. Use the small to get started. So, and, and for my audience to know, I'm actually going to start investing in Todd Capital. I've, I've actually researched him. So, I'm probably going to start that this month. So, just as a disclaimer to the audience. And so, we have some questions. I'm going to hit those questions. And I also wanted to talk about the fact that I'm in an apartment investment group mm-hmm. in Dallas. 
And what's funny is it's a room, hundreds of people, all different ranges. You know, some people are making the six figures. Some people are making 50000 a year. But what I love about it is you can get 35 people together and call it a syndicate mm-hmm. and buy an apartment complex. Exactly. So what you're talking about, getting a wing stop, having 100 owners, these are real things. These are real things people can do to start investing. And there's other franchises, of course, moving companies, all kinds of franchises you guys can buy as a group. And so this is very exciting to me. I hope it's exciting to my audience. And so I'm going to grab these four questions. Before you go, I want to dovetail. I want to kind of tag along on that. What you're saying is, and that's really important because when I was working in banking, when I was working in financial advising, I got access to things that everybody else was doing. And so one thing I always try to tell people is like, I've seen it. I've seen how they do it. Now I'm just kind of bringing you to what they already do. Like this stuff isn't new. And that's why somebody kind of came to me and they said, oh, you're walking around acting like you're Mr. Unprecedented. Like, it's not that. It's just that like, we aren't doing it. So maybe it is unprecedented over here, but it's not reinventing the wheel. All we're doing is taking the wheel and bringing it to the African-American community. So it is what it is. Oh, oh for sure. I'm a big believer that the African-American community has lots of money. It, it, and, and honestly, uh, I always say this quote, I don't, I'm going to answer your question, you guys, I promise. I, I always state this quote of one in 10 Asian Americans own a business, one in 34 whites, one in 54 Hispanics, and one in five blacks. I don't believe the numbers for African Americans because I see so many people hustling. They yeah. just don't have the paper format, the DBA, exactly. yep. the bank account. And yep. a lot of my clients, I'll, I'll have half and half of my clients. Half of my clients are um, African Americans, white, and Hispanic who are working government jobs and working for years and want to invest in real estate. So they're ready to go. The other half of my clients who I do a lot of consulting with on this channel are the guy and girl who are hustling on the side. They need to bring it up to legit mm-hmm. so they can start investing and start getting that next level funding. Yeah. So I have two big different groups here on this channel, which I love. It, it basically keeps it exciting for me. And so um, I'm going <laughs> to read. I'm, I promise you guys, I got you. So Alvin Hollander says... Uh, Oh, are we talking financial markets today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, are we buy and hold or trade or a mix in Todd, uh, Todd Capital? Mm. Now, I would say that we're mostly buy and hold. We're, we're not churning. We're not buying and trying to like kind of swing trade or time the market. So I always tell people we don't time the markets. We spend time in the market. Um, to kind of give you an idea of what we hold, just because I think that's kind of a good way to let you know what we invest in. Our top holdings are the S&P index, the NASDAQ index through QQQ. Um, we own Visa, which is doing pretty well for us. We own, what else do we own? Netflix, which has done pretty well for us. Um, Snapchat, we bought a small position in Snapchat. We didn't go super huge in Snapchat, but we did want some exposure to Snapchat just because the potentials are pretty amazing. And then we also own Under Armour. And so we're pretty big in Under Armour. Um, it took a hit for us, but... Um, that's really the only position that we have that's dragging. Everything else has been doing pretty well. We're seeing double-digit returns. It's amazing what we're seeing. It's funny because I was looking at the report today, and I was just, like, shocked. Like, And I always tell people, like, it's one thing to see the returns, but it's another to see 110 people coming together towards ownership. Like, that success in itself, the money that we've accumulated by bringing a bunch of small people together, that's success to me. We're, we're, we're turning five-figure accounts doing very big things just by a bunch of people who wouldn't normally invest coming together to work together. So um, the investment strategy is always apt to change. I'm not going to say this is how we do it and that's it, period. Because things change. The market changes. 
we might have a, a bear market coming up and we might have to get into shorting the market, but we have the capital to do it. And that's what's so great. It's one thing to have ideas. It's one thing to be smart. It's another to actually capitalize on your intelligence. It's like nobody wants to be right and you don't make any money in the process of you being right. So right now we're buying hold. I've taken a lot of my strategy from Edward Jones. And so we're putting ourselves into quality companies. We're not going to go out there and gamble on penny stocks. I don't buy into penny stocks. A lot of times I do an online talk. And I'll have people, they'll say, well, what do you think about this penny stock? What do you think about this and this? It's doing well. It's up 50%. And then you'll watch it for like the next week and it'll drop and it'll drop and it'll drop. A lot of pump and dump schemes there. Uh, learned my lesson. Exactly. Lost about four grand. Luckily exactly. for me at that point, I uh, switched the rest of my portfolio, I think about three grand at the time, to uh, monthly dividend stocks. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what I talk about on this channel. Is I, I, I got out of that. I put mm-hmm. all on monthly dividend stocks. May sound boring, but I like that yeah. at the moment. Um, so uh, Alvin also asked, "What is the education process of the group?" So um, we do a few different things. We have an investment class, and it's a five-week course. Um, we don't. We actually we in the beginning we did it for free, and now we do charge. It's one hundred dollars for five-week course. Um, we also have a weekly investment talk where I go on through Periscope and I talk about different stocks that we hold talk about my views and my opinions in the stock market. I also do about a daily blog, and so I'm continuously posting content on the blog, helping educate people. Um, we're on the internet through every single social media platform that you can think of. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Snapchat, we're on Facebook. Um, and then we also have a group chat thread. And so a lot of people have told me that just by being exposed to people having that conversation about stocks, they've learned a lot. And so we have a group chat that's continuously flowing. It's continually, con- continuously a place where people can ask more seasoned investors questions. It's kind of like a bigger pocket forum, really, where you come in, you ask your questions, and somebody who is kind of a little bit more well-versed in the markets can then respond and give you an answer. So we're kind of trying to be all things to all people in that we want to provide that education piece. We want to provide that group economics piece, the accountability is there, the mastermind effect. And that's one of the things that I really think is the best part, just that mastermind effect of having a bunch of people picking stocks and picking investments because it's one thing to do it on your own it's another to have somebody looking over your shoulder saying i don't know about that because you need to consider this this and this and so it allows us to make even better picks not just combining money but combining intellect i love that because i'm in a lot of facebook groups sometimes people put me in there sometimes people i'm like what's going on Mm -hmm. and i'll be in groups and it seems like people are at that level where they're like I can clean my credit so I can get a $20,000 credit card to go travel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, no, no. Credit <laughs> so you can invest yep. and create a whole other life for yourself. Exactly. And education is very important. And not in the sense of like, you must go to school. But if you're in a group setting and everybody's thinking higher, it forces you to bring yourself up. Mm-hmm. There's always a saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy being in, in, in different groups where the level of conversation is brought up to investing. What can we do outside of that? Okay, we have 100 people. There's wow. a there's a deli around the corner for sale for 30000 mm-hmm. How can we get 100 people to get 30000 in the next month, right? Mm-hmm. Things like that, of mm-hmm. course, I love. Um, so there's a place, there's a person on here called No Place Like NYC. How many people make up the staff of Todd Capital? Mm-hmm. Wow, I would say we have about five or six people on board. We have a director of investments. We have a director of membership. We have a CFO who is also a CPA. Um, we have a vice president who is 
in my opinion, oh, he's not my opinion. He's a, a multimillionaire, so he gives us a lot of advice on the how we should direct the club. So he's kind of like a mentor slash vice president. We, of course, have myself, and then we also have a director of real estate. So we have a few different people holding office. Now, we're not completely at the point to where we can actually have, like, fully employed staff, but that's definitely the goal. I always tell people, like, the goal is to get to the point where we are rivaling the private equity firms. And so all we do is buy assets and manage assets, and we just generate our income through there. So it's one thing to have the stock market. It's another to have functioning businesses that we own, have multifamily developments that we own, all these things that are generating cash that we can actually then pay salaries out of. So, I mean, long-term goal, of course, five, 10-year goal is to be on that level. Right now, we've been doing it for about a year. We've really just been focused on growth, focused on bringing on people to help us get that immediately immediate nest egg of assets under management under control. So, I love it. I love it. Listen, I'm telling people, I have luckily been behind the scenes in the apartment industry in Texas for about four or five years here and in North Carolina and have seen whole families come together, buy apartment complexes, and then it just keeps going. I've seen people do the syndicates. Um, when I joined the group, I've seen people do syndications, and everybody in the group was a police officer. Mm-hmm. I've seen a syndication where everybody was a school teacher. There, There is power in a group of 30 people, 35 people, 100 people. It is not unfathomable or not um, the word I'm looking for. It's not unreasonable or unbelievable to believe that. And in, in two or three years, you guys could own two or three apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. And, and I work in apartments, and I know there's 15, 20 units. Five to 20 units are what people look over, mm-hmm. but a group like this size could pick up a lot of those. Exactly. A lot of times, those are like 700,000 or a mil, which well, is one mil, just mm-hmm. one mil. And people <laughs> who are the small guy, like, I am not, I can't give you $200,000 on a down payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or if it's 700,000, I can't give you, you know, that amount, a small one person. But a group can, mm-hmm. and the bigger investors ignore five to twenty units. Yeah, just and, and, and one thing that I always tell people is that having the cash set aside gives us access to leverage. And so it's one thing to say, "Oh, can I spend that two hundred thousand dollars in cash, or can I spend that one million dollars in cash?" But if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting aside, then you have access to a million dollars that you can then invest into that apartment complex, or you can then invest into those businesses. And so our problem is. Not that we don't have the ability, it's just that we don't have the cash sitting aside to actually give us access to those things. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen it a lot of times. Uh, people kind of know my story on this channel about my family. We were in farming. We, farming went bust. And my grandma kind of pushed everybody to, like, we must move this way right now as mm-hmm. a unit. Like, And so our family all went, you know, military, police officers, and a, and a nurse, a couple mm-hmm. nurses. And so... In the quarter, in this like this moment of me being a kid and just being bust in the 80s, to now, my first job at 14 was my cousin's dollar store. Mm-hmm. You know, every other niece or nephew around me or cousins around me have worked for our own family. Mm-hmm. It, it, the power of a group pushing, even if it's just six aunts and some uncles pushing, pushing a group of people together in their income is amazing. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, opportunity uh, there. Sorry, I'm looking at all these questions <laughs> there. But so, Mr. Pow Pow, literally this guy's name is Pow Pow. Um, I see you have a couple, so I'm going to – Pow Pow says, what are the membership fees and requirements to join? Could you mm-hmm. do that one more time? First? So um, we have an application process. The application isn't a can you join type process. It's more so us getting your information because, I mean, a lot of times we'll come in contact with somebody who goes as Pow Pow. And then when it comes to tax documents, I'm like, I don't know your real name. All I know is your Twitter name. All I know is whatever. So I need to get 
real real names, real phone numbers, real email addresses, and so um, that's about it. I mean, you make your first contribution of either $25 or $100, and then we have a $10 membership fee. And that $10 membership fee is charged only because we have to pay for the software that generates and make sure that there's complete transparency. And so we do that once a year, and I don't even think that comes up until like November. So if you join the club, you don't pay any fees until we all come together and pay for that membership fee. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got a couple in here. Alvin's like, Erica's customers who get credit line and went on vacation will never hear the end of that. Alvin, you are correct. I I am very big on helping uh, people establish business lines of credit on this channel. And I did have a client get $74,000 on a business credit card mm -hmm. and went on a vacation with his wife to Spain. He knows who he is, and he keeps getting spanked on this channel because that is, that is his penance forever. So... Man, I'm I'm so anti-vacation right now. I think that um, we're in a situation where a lot of people, whenever a crisis happens, they want to complain and they want to talk about how disenfranchised they are, or how oppressed they are. But then you go on Instagram and they're in Turks and Caicos or they're Pictures. living it up. And Still so, I mean, you have to put your head in the sand. It's like Gary Vee says, he's like, you have to hustle for 10 to 12 years and just grind because you're not just working for yourself. You're working for your 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 heirs, your sons, your sons' sons. And so we're using all this precious time to go lay up on a beach. It's like, what have you accomplished that allows you to lay on a beach right now? Like, maybe maybe they're there right now. Maybe they are. But if you're doing it on well, credit, I, you I might not be. people go to the beach if they make the investment first. That was oh. my key to him. I was like, I understand you and your wife have been working very hard. Mm -hmm. Invest here first. Then, you're, then when you go on vacation, your stress level is let low, mm -hmm. right? So the past five years, well, really the past three years, I've been building this channel building this blog, you know, just tap, 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 tap. And in the past nine months, all of a sudden, it's given me six figures. Wow. But if it wasn't for me staying here and staying focused and continuing to produce videos, produce content, it would not be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the opportunities wouldn't be there, things wouldn't be there. So yes, later this summer, I'm going to Italy, but I've earned it. <laughs> I'm getting ready to mess in a proper duplex mm. and clean, but I've earned it, right? Yeah. So It's like you said, uh, assets, assets by luxuries. Yeah. So there's a couple, oh, there's a ton, sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm trying to read them. Jonathan Keith says, my name is Jonathan Keith, and I want to join. <laughs> and he says, I would love to invest in apartments. Um, uh, Alvin Hodder said, what is the difference between this and a hedge fund? So um, I'm going to take both those questions. The first question, well, it's not really a question, it was a comment. If you are looking to join the club, email us at info at capitaltod.com. Uh, somebody, either myself or Vanessa, will get in touch with you with the application and the uh, membership agreement. The difference between this and a hedge fund is that what we're doing allows us to kind of capitalize on the Jobs Act and the crowdfunding, and so we can take people on at a smaller level. But I don't think being a hedge fund is a bad thing, and my goal is to really get to the point where we are private, or like a hedge fund or an equity fund. Um, I think it's absolutely attainable. I think that we need more African-American hedge funds, private equity funds that are doing things for African-Americans. Um, I know it's, it's different where you are in Texas compared to where I am in Southern California and even, even people that are in the South. The African-American community in Southern California is way different than people who live in the South or who live on the East Coast. It's way different. It's like night and day. We don't have a lot of people who are doing things of that nature and that level in Southern California. So um, to... Say that it's like a hedge fund. I don't really take that as like any knock. The only thing that's keeping us from there well, is make sure that. Asking the difference, yeah. Oh, 
So the only thing that we need to do is make sure that we get everything in line so that we can operate and function as a hedge fund because we're kind of teetering on, do we want to take a percentage of the assets as a management fee or do we want to take an annual fee? So, I mean, as long as we're providing value to the people, then that's okay. So what we're doing right now is trying to kind of create proof of concept and we're seeing that in our investment returns. We're seeing that in the people we're bringing on board. And as we kind of see what works and how we want to maneuver it going forward, then we'll determine what we're going to call ourselves. But right now it's an investment club. Who knows what it can turn into? It could be a hedge fund. We could be doing stuff that's that strategic and that um, advanced. That would be the goal. Yeah. I love it because uh, you are right about different areas that have different African-Americans. Um, I was from North Carolina, and we have a lot of independent small business owners and African-Americans who are, you know, have real estate or small business. Um, just just my family, their history, 1950s, they were part of people who owned businesses. You know, people are like, oh, my God, the South. There were African-Americans who, to this day, are historically wealthier families. They did funeral homes, businesses, mm-hmm. different things like that in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina, very popular having groups, group investing. Here in Texas, especially Dallas and Houston, lots of African-Americans uh, actually building whole plazas, whole uh, neighborhoods, whole funding. I mean, there's a lot of uh, group opportunities. Yeah. And hopefully... Uh, with Todd Capital, maybe we can get you some more play out here in Texas. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah. There's a lot of guys who will be two or three guys in groups mm-hmm. really wanting to invest bigger numbers. So. Yeah, that's what we're trying to get to now. Right now, I think the only thing keeping us from being a hedge fund is we need to take on larger investors. And so that's our focus is to get those multi-million dollar investors so then we can take on larger projects, which allows us to bring in larger revenue, which allows us to invest even on a larger scale. So that's really the goal is to just scale up. Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if you guys could work with turnkey companies, you know, because they have mm. sometimes they have products that are fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Mm. Super interesting. Yeah. I, I'll try to stay on track here with some of these questions I have. Uh, and for the update, Pow Pow name is Hillary. <laughs> um, Alvin says you're really cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry, you haven't thrown back. He said hypothetically, if you had ten thousand, what percent would you invest in a bullish stock market? Well, I'll tell you what we have. I think we're in a bullish stock market right now. And what we have done is we kind of, and what I started, the original plan was to start with index funds as a base. And so we created a base of index funds. And then we started taking more kind of, not necessarily speculative picks, but we started actually like making actual individual stock picks. And so, like I said, we have the S&P index, we have the QQQ, and then I can't think of what else we have that's index fund related. So, yeah, we have the S&P, we have a significant amount of our, a significant chunk of our funds are in the QQQ, which right now is up like 11.66% for us. Um, I just say build maybe like $5,000 worth of index fund, and then maybe start looking into individual stocks. What we're doing is we have that. We have... Um, a chunk in QQQ, a chunk in the S&P. You have to kind of create that base of index funds and then start looking at more speculative investments, more growth type oriented investments. I always try to find something that's undervalued just because I feel like that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. I'm not out here chasing blue chips. I'm not out here chasing um, the the Nikes of this world. And one of my philosophies is that I'd rather invest in Under Armour, which could potentially be Nike, 
versus investing in Nike, which is already Nike. Nike has already made all the money for their investors, whereas Under Armour, there's still so much to grow. And it might take us three to five years to get there, but when it catches up, that's gonna you're going to see that stock double and triple and quadruple in value. So we like buying Under Armour at a $20 share price versus Nike at $50 share price because the market cap is so, so significantly different. So... Here's the thing about Under Armour. I'm actually going to the headquarters here in Austin because mm-hmm. uh, I have an inside person. So you might see a video uh, group. Everybody that's in the video watching now, you guys might see me do a little uh, nice video of me going to visit Under Armour and talking with the staff. So yeah. I'm seeing so, so many great things with Under Armour. And it might be taking a hit. People have their opinions. People compare it to Nike. And I told somebody, like, Under Armour doesn't have to become Nike for it to be a great investment. Under Armour could become half of Nike. And the stock price was still triple in value. So <laughs> it's like they're making great strides. They have a hungry CEO. I'm really big on founder CEOs. Um, good things are going to happen with Under Armour. And I think that if you're not, if you're passing up a $20 share price on Under Armour, you're missing an opportunity. For sure. Um, so I don't want to keep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you hostage all day, but I want to get some of these people's questions. Um, Hillary says, you're, you're in SoCal. I'm in North Hollywood. Does the club ever meet in person? Not really, but I think we should. The reason why we don't meet in person is because we're like super spread out. Um, we have 110 members. We have members all over the world. And so I, I, I'm, I wish I would have mentioned this, but we have members in on the East Coast. We have members uh, overseas. We have members that are in, uh, I want to say, South Africa. We have a member in Dubai. We have a member in um, Ghana. So we're all over the world. But... Um, I wouldn't mind meeting somebody in person. It just, um, maybe I could do that. Maybe we, that's a good idea, actually. We should do something like that because I know. VidCon is coming in October in Dallas. Hmm. But, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to be there. I'm trying to rope in Andre Hatchett and some other folks that you see online. Um, Dallas is such a central spot. Mm -hmm. Flights are cheap. It's not far from me. Just, just a thought. Just everybody who's hearing this in the video. And in the future, who will watch this video, um, it's potential. Yeah. You know, um, I'll keep you guys updated if we do. In regard to meeting in person, that's a good idea. We haven't actually initiated that, but I think we'll have to make something happen. We're, the goal was actually do something like a conference in Southern California and like the San Diego area. But I think we can do something like that. I think that's a good idea. And um, yeah, we'll definitely make it happen. If we do do something like that, you'll see it on our on our social networks. Our Instagram is Todd Acquisitions, at Todd Acquisitions, I believe. So you can find us there. And always with every show, you guys, the show notes are down below um, where you can talk to me, where you'll see Todd's capital information, his Instagram, and you'll also see it. I always try to put it in the comments as well so you guys can check it out. Because remember, the conversation we're having right now on live chat does not go into the comment process, the video. Um, so let me see. Uh one person asked, do you make any guarantees on returns? I would say no. I would yeah. never guarantee yeah. anybody's returns, but please we, answer. We don't, we don't guarantee any returns. Um, I can tell you how we invest. I can tell you what we do, but I can't put a number on that. And I get that question all the time. Um, I think a better question is, um, like, what's your historical rate of return? And we've been doing it for about a year. Our annualized IRR as it's reported by our um, investment club software is about 10%. And so we've been doing pretty well. Um, I'm super, I mean, we're doing very well. 
I cannot complain. I think the stock market, I can't take, I really can't even take all the responsibility for it. Like the stock market has just been doing it all for us. So um, when we try to make good picks, we've had success making big, good picks. But um, yeah, I will say like 10% is what we're aiming for. But I can't say like, this is what you're going to make, at least not on the equity side. Once we get into okay. more real estate deals, then I can say, okay, we're looking to give you a 10% preferred rate of return. Yeah. And then we're going to do something like a 25, 30% split. So, and, and even with the real estate right now, real estate market, there's over 50 real estate investing crowdfunding sites. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't even realize that like there's opportunity here yeah. in this and what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, one of the people are asking, do you review balance sheets, PE ratios and so forth with your members? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the first things we did is we actually looked because we we're looking at index funds. And so we we're looking at we took the actual fact sheet and we just broke it down. Um, so we do look at the, um, the actual fundamental aspects of different companies like Netflix. We're looking at how much debt they're carrying. But then you also have to take into consideration that all debt's not created equal. And so you have people that are carrying debt that's dead debt. And you have people that are taking on debt like Netflix to create content. So um, we definitely take everything into consideration. Um, but we don't end just at fundamental analysis. Um, an example is Snapchat. Snapchat who has more cash on hand, but if you look at how they took a recent like loss of like 2.2 billion this year, but if you really look at what was that 2.2 billion made of, and that was actually an investment going forward, because I think they purchased like some cloud space with Google or something like that. So we absolutely, we look at that because it's important. You're buying a company. At the end of the day, you're not buying a stock, you're buying a company. So we have to look at how healthy is that company? So absolutely, we definitely look at that. So um, another question, there's a ton, you guys. I apologize, I'm not hitting every single one. I'm trying to give him quality questions and give him and give you guys quality answers, kind of wrap it. Um, there is one on here I've missed. I apologize for the casual attire. It's casual Friday in here. I normally wear just like no tie. So. Hey, it's Freedom <laughs> Friday on this channel. And yeah. people who are in the comments, you know it's free, Freedom Friday for me. Because I, I don't take many client calls on Friday. I have calls on Friday. Um, Alvin Hollinger says, how do you protect against the downside risk on high-profile holdings like flash crashes or 2008 meltdowns? And I think once your company kind of invests more in real estate, you'll have a balance, too. Yeah. So. Um, the answer to that question is we are not that sophisticated just yet. Um. We don't have any trailing stops. We don't have anything like that. We pretty much, like I said, are buying holds. A lot of times we just kind of hold the dips. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're buying the dips. And so we've experienced some downturns. Not anything as significant as 2008 or a quote flash crash. But um, I think the way we protect our downside is by kind of making sure that the risk on the downside doesn't outweigh the return on the upside. And so we take that into consideration when we buy companies we take that into consideration with how much company how much of that stock we do buy and an example with uh, snapchat we bought a portion that was significant enough to get a return if it does do what we would expect it to do but not so significant that if the company takes then we're losing a, por a huge portion of our portfolio so we don't really have options to protect the portfolio we don't have any hedging strategies to protect the portfolio i think that we kind of protect our downside by making sure that we do pick quality companies that we can hold that aren't going out of business anytime soon. And if they do go out of business, then at least at the very least, the liquidation value will give us a significant, we won't lose everything, we won't lose our shirt. So, um, yeah. Question 
is can someone come in at 25 then go to 100 then go to a thousand mm-hmm. how long do they have to wait in between those so one of the things i always tell people is a lot of the reason why we're so flexible is because the goal is to the mission statement is really to to, to turn people from consumers to investors and owners so anything that i can do to get people on board is what I'm willing to do. We're super flexible. We have people who invest $50 a month. We have people who invest $75 a month. We have people who go back and forth. Like, I don't care. I just want you involved. I want you to be thinking along the lines of being an investor and an owner. So if you have to make your own plan, then so be it. But we just want people on board. We want to help as many people as we can. We want as many people as we can to get involved. So you can absolutely do that. You can go from 25 to 100. You can go to 100 to 25. You can go 100 this month and not do anything next month. It's up to you. I mean, we're not trying to gouge anybody. Um, we have enough members that we tend to do very well each month, regardless of if everybody invests. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, my goal is really to get as many people on board as possible when, without having so many, any, anything holding you back. I think a lot of times there's these great things that people can do to kind of change their lives, but people put all these roadblocks in front of them. I don't want there to be any roadblocks because I think that um, you just hold people back from doing the great things they're supposed to be doing. So um, even if you are interested in joining, but you don't want to invest this month, still get in contact with us um, because we can work around that. If you want to invest this month to hold your place and then you want to hold off next month, then so be it. But um, yeah, we're super flexible. We just want to get people on board. Okay. I'm going to give you two more questions and I'm going to wrap it up for you. Um, Part of what I was was thinking of of asking you is uh, I'm going to try to frame her question. Sorry. It says, how often do you send updates to members? It's basically the question. So the cool thing about what we do is we have what's called Bivio, which is our investment club software. We're in the process of maybe looking to get something that's even more um, modern because Bivio is kind of dated. But um, we're looking, we, so basically you can log on to Bivio 24-7, 365, and you can see where your holdings are. Now, what I also do is I send out a weekly update. So every Monday, I'll send you a snapshot of what the account looks like. I'll give you my take on what the account has been doing and kind of where we're trying to take the club, also giving you any updates or announcements or anything like that. I do that every Monday, every Monday morning, unless there's a holiday, then I'll do it on Tuesday. And then we also have monthly Conf- well, we have we have quarterly conference calls and we have monthly um, kind of like podcast conference calls. And the reason why we changed it to podcast conference calls is because we have members from all over the world. It's hard to get people on that conference call when we need them there. And so what I've been doing lately is I'll just record it. It'd be 15, 20 minutes. I'll put it on the Internet and then anybody can have access to that. So um, we the goal with this is always to be completely transparent, to be as helpful as we can as, and as forthcoming as we can with the information. Okay, so that kind of answers one of the other questions I had. So let me ask you another one. Um, it says, has the group reached, Alvin Hollander said, has the group reached a point of monthly or quarterly disbursements for income? Or is it just pure capital building? Pure capital building right now. I think that at about a year, we'll be at a year in November, I believe, that's when we'll consider either distributing the gains or reinvesting the gains. I think we should reinvest the gains because I think that if we reinvest what we have now, and we just continue to build next year, we'll be in such a great space that we can continue to either pay out distributions quarterly or monthly or annually. I don't think we're going to ever get to monthly distributions. Depending, I mean, once we, 
when we're in the stock market, we're probably not going to do monthly distributions. But once we get to maybe like doing larger real estate transactions, then it could get there. So I mean, it, it's all it's all on a, on a case by case basis. When you do real estate, you might exactly. only have fifty investors, mm -hmm. hundred. Mm -hmm. You know, if fund gets to a thousand people, only hundred people want to do the real estate. Exactly. Um, so and here's my here's my uh, thing. I kind of want to say every month we have maintenance bills. What I tell people is what we call maintenance bills. Mm -hmm. We'll give ten percent to our church. We'll pay a hundred dollars a month on our phone. Mm -hmm. We'll pay the rent. We're renting our phones, releasing them. Another hundred bucks. We'll put five hundred dollars a month on a car. On average, American right now, car payments. Investing twenty five dollars or hundred dollars at a time is a small commitment to greatness. And the reason I say that, not because I'm just fond of, fond of child capital, but I believe that for ourselves. So many times people will say, what is the pastor doing with his 10%? Mm. What are you doing with your 10%? Mm. You have to be a good steward over your money and saying, even if I can just invest $25 a month for a longer return for my future, it has to start somewhere is, what, is mostly what I'm trying to say. Todd's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's a part of the reason we why, that's a part of the reason why we made it, how we made it, and why we've seen traction in, in doing this strategy. It's just because we made it so small that we made it small enough to be significant, but you aren't going to like not have to eat this month because you're investing this month. So, yeah. Okay, and just to round you off as a whole person, uh, are you married? Do you have kids? <laughs> Articles, just to give them a little snippet of you. We want a little, so they know you're a real person, a oh, guy out there. Yeah, so um, I've been married for about a year. Um, we celebrated our one year anniversary May 14th, so a little bit over a year. Um, met her in college, no kids. I have a niece and a nephew that I treat like my kids. Um, they play tennis, and yeah. All right, everybody, listen. Me and Todd, Mr. Todd Capital, aren't playing golf on the beach. He's a real person. He's married. He lives in Southern California. He's got a great company and a great product. I, I, thank you for your time today. Um, we're gonna, we're probably gonna have to do an update, maybe in like yeah. ninety days or so, just to kind of see how the company's growing. And I really think if you if you can pull off the Dallas thing, maybe not. <laughs> you got a lot of really financial bloggers in one area, and around yeah. that time. It might be a good idea. So um, just hold on after the, after I click off here. So look, hey everybody, this is Erica from the Classy Client Blog. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for all your questions. Sorry I couldn't get to everyone's question. Mr. Charles Ogilvy, of uh, Mr. of Todd Capital. I want to keep calling it Mr. But it's just Todd Capital. Everybody will have the links below. Ways you can join. It's information. We'll put this blog article over on the Classy Client Blog. Thank you, Mr. Charles. Please say goodbye to our audience today. I appreciate everybody tuning in on Casual Friday. Um, I had a great time answering your questions. Um, if you feel the need to ask me any questions on the side, you can always um, contact us at info at capitaltod.com. I am on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. Name is Todd Millionaire on all accounts. So I look forward to speaking with you. I look forward to working with you. I look forward to building a greater America for um, the culture, man. It's all about the culture. It's all about us. It's all about us being that, quote, talented 10th, coming back and building up the people. So I appreciate you all. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm seeing your comments where you're sending me your email to join. Again, we'll have Mr. Todd Capital's information below so you guys can join directly. I'll also send this uh, his information out to my email list. 
So people who are on the email list on the blog will also get this information. So be on the lookout. I see uh, lots of people. I see your emails. I'll send them over to him if I can. I'll do some screenshots from my phone and uh, we'll work that out. But hey, everybody, thank you for joining today.